to your weekly accountability podcast with me, Alexis McCluskey, where we are more about implementation over absorbing information. Every week, I'll be in your ear to give you a kick in the ass you need to show up and identify what is out of your comfort zone. Here, we don't throw pity parties. We are in it for the long game and find the balance between grace and discipline. What makes this podcast different is after each episode, I'll share a post on my Instagram at the tough love coach with a question or challenge of the week for you to comment for accountability. And on Friday, I'll share a check in to see if you actually implemented what you learned because being inspired by a podcast is cute, but action is hotter. Totally optional, highly recommended. It's free accountability. I'm here to redefine what you see as tough love. So put on those big girl boy panties and let's get real bitches. XOXO, your tough love coach. Yo, what is good? Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. We're going to get into it today. We are going to talk about imposter syndrome. Everyone struggles with it. I promise you that it doesn't matter what level of business you are at, what level of your relationship, your life, like everybody struggles with this idea that they aren't good enough, or they aren't as good as people like to think they are like, Oh, you guys, you guys are really lying to yourself. If you think I'm really as good at this as you think I am. And I want to start this off by saying, no matter where you're at, let's like, even just think about business, no matter where you're at with that, you're, you could possibly struggle with it at every level. And I don't want to necessarily speak for everybody, but I'm going to speak for my experience. If you are brand new to business and you haven't even started it, but you have an idea You're going to struggle with imposter syndrome thinking like, who am I to start a business? Who's going to buy from me? Who's going to want to work with me? Who's going to listen to me? And then you're going to work on that and you're going to get past that. Then you're going to get to the point where you've been working for a little bit. You've got some clients and then um, maybe you get like your first client who challenges like your, your ability, not that again, you aren't good enough, but you, you start to get this feeling of like, Oh, am I, am I really equipped to work with a client at this level? Um, do they know more than me? And then you're going to work on that. And you're going to pass that. Then you might get to the level where let's say you're making six figures and then you join a mastermind and there's like three or four other people in the group that make double or triple or even 10 times what you make you'll struggle with it then. So know that there really is no fully escaping imposter syndrome. As I always say with anything, the goal is not to, for example, with imposter syndrome, never struggle with imposter syndrome. The goal is to just not live and breathe in it for forever, for so long, let it hold you back, let it get in the way. And so what kind of prompted me to talk about this today, one, this is something that I think every single one of my clients has struggled with at some point, uh, or I get a lot of messages about when I talk about it on Instagram. So I know that this is a very common experience for a lot of people, but One thing that I experienced was, I would say maybe, let's see, like five months ago, I kind of went into this weird imposter syndrome phase and I feel like I hadn't struggled with it for a while. So I looked at it as a, I guess I'm moving forward because if we're comfortable and we're never challenged and we think everything's easy, then usually it means that we're not challenging ourselves enough and we're not growing. But I started going through this feeling of like, I've been comparing myself a lot lately, like doubting that I'm actually who I say I am. Um, I was kind of asking like, am I copying people? Like in, in terms of creating social media content, like it's really easy to get worried about that. Like, am I just regurgitating things that I learned? Listen, if you're struggling with this, this idea that, oh my God, am I copying everyone? Am I just regurgitating things that I'm learning? At the end of the day, if we're gonna talk about it in a basic sense, 
everyone is just learning and regurgitating. It doesn't matter if you go to Harvard, you are going to school, learning something, and then regurgitating it. The key, and I'm going to talk about this at the end. So if you want some help on how, stay till the end. But the key is to find your own spin on things, to digest things, take them in, and then trust, and this is a big piece with imposter syndrome, but trust that you have a unique way and perspective of seeing something. When we allow imposter syndrome to creep in, that's what gets in the way of our creativity. There is something that I learned from my mentor, Josh um, Josh Coates. He's amazing. I got certified through his life coach school. I highly recommend t- checking him out. Um, it's just Josh Coates, not with an E at the end of it. It's just C-O-A-T-S, just Josh Coates. He's amazing. He's my mentor. He's my mentor right now. Been that been there forever. I just I just love him. So shout out to Josh. But he teaches something um, in the life coach certification called the push method. And so with this, it's it, I thought this was a perfect example of bringing the, this up. There's always facts of a situation that creates a story. The story creates feelings. The feelings make us act a certain way, and those actions manifest results for us. So if we think about imposter syndrome and we start having all these th- these thoughts creep in about that we suck and we're not good enough and we're not really who we say we are and we're just regurgitating. That is a story. So maybe we take the facts because the facts in the push method are always um, what everybody can agree on. If everybody was in a room, everybody would agree on it. There would be no differences. So me being an imposter, if that's what I'm going off of, is a story. But that story could be created from the facts of, um, you know, I haven't created um, content recently on social media. Maybe that might be something that's going on. And because I haven't created content on social media, or maybe I'm having low engagement, um, like my, you know, my Instagram isn't, isn't having the engagement that it had a few, few weeks ago, that could be the facts. Then that creates the story that, oh my God, nobody's, nobody's, well, of course I have low engagement because my, my content sucks or people realize I'm copying everybody or I'm just regurgitating. And then having that story, which is not true, ends up making me feel you know, deflated. It makes me feel like I suck. And then having those feelings end up making me take the action of, because I feel that way, if I feel deflated, I'm not going to post more on social media. I'm not going to go out of my way to educate myself and get creative and and try to change things up. I'm going to stay in the same place and I'm going to feel panicked. And then I may even end up just copying people, or I may end up not posting any content on social media. And what does that manifest for me? evidence that my story is real, that I'm a fraud and that I suck. And that I'm, of course, I'm going to continue to get low engagement because I'm not showing up as the best version of myself. So we can see in this process, it is not, it's not that I'm actually an imposter. It's the story that's connected to the facts of low engagement or less sales. That makes me have this story, feel a certain way, act a certain way, and then it manifests those results. So with that said, and and, and I, I just, I hope you understand that because you can apply this to anything, but when you realize that it's, it's not you that sucks, it's the story that sucks, it changes everything. So with that said, this doesn't mean that, that you should be copying people on social media. You definitely don't want to do that, but the idea that you are is usually a story. So some things you want to check in with yourself are, would you really be where you are right now in your life, in your business, if you faked it the whole way, if you just copied everyone? People would be able to sniff that out eventually, right? If you look at anybody that's been caught in a scam or a fraud, like they get that shit sniffed out eventually, right? So would you really be where you are if you faked it the whole way? 
whose voice is making you question yourself? Because there are a lot of things that could be connected to this, but a lot of times the reason why we have that voice of imposter syndrome and that like we're not good enough is because we probably had somebody in our life that questioned us consistently. Or maybe you had like a parent in your life that was like, you know, you go to school and you get the job and then you get married and then you have kids and you get the house and then you just like follow the rules. So maybe you had that follow the rule type of person, create this belief in your head that the only reason, only way you can be successful is if you tick all the boxes and maybe you haven't ticked some of those boxes. So the imposter syndrome is creeping in. That's just one example. I could probably name a million, but really ask like what scenario, what situation, whose voice is essentially making you question yourself and check in with yourself about the things that you're saying about yourself and the story that you have with imposter syndrome. Does this sound like someone that I know? Does this sound like an, or look like an experience I've had in the past? And I can almost guarantee you'll be like, shit. I remember that one time my grandmother told me that in order for me to be successful, I needed to have a bunch of, um, you know, certifications or paper, paperwork by my name or things, you know, any of those things that might come up, I bet you'd be surprised what would happen. Another thing you want to check on is, are there any factors that you've been running into lately that are strumming up these ideas that you're not good enough? I mentioned some of them just a second ago, but like, if you're, if you have your business, is it low engagement? Is it less sales? Is it maybe you're making a little bit less money? Maybe that's something that's making the story that you are an imposter come up more because I can bet if we can put ourselves in a situation, if your engagement was 10 times what it is right now, if you had 10 times the clients and 10 times the money, would you be worrying about being an imposter? I can guarantee you probably wouldn't. Those thoughts wouldn't even cross your head. You'd be like, I'm a badass bitch. Like, look at me crush my business. Same thing with like, maybe in in your work, did you um, maybe make a mistake recently? Or is there more stress that you have going on in your life? Um, Is there something going on in your relationship that's making you question what you're doing? Of course, these, these stressors create stories. So when we can call that shit out, we realize that we're not an imposter. It's just... We have stressors that create these stories. It's just as simple as that. So you want to spend less energy focusing on being an imposter and more on just fucking shit up, if we're going to be honest. Because if you take the energy that you're 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 spending on the story of being an imposter, that I suck, or oh my gosh, and you're like overanalyzing your content, and now you're comparing it to other people, and you're looking at what other people are doing... All that energy, because that's what you're focusing on, um, is it's you're creating these these blinders that make you not see all the good that you're doing or the things that like the reasons why what you're sharing, what you're what you're looking at isn't true. But you have these blinders on, and then you and then you get focused on this story that you're an imposter, and then it just continues and it creates this like nasty ripple effect. So take that same energy. And put that energy towards creating and trusting yourself and removing whoever's voice that is. And you'll be surprised that you will be looking for the positive. You'll be looking for the good, the create, the, the all the good things that you're doing. You will fixate on that instead of the negative and the story will change. And it's that simple. Another thing with this is that people with ADHD, especially are hard on themselves. We love to have imposter syndrome. Um, we, they just, people with ADHD tend to be harder on them and struggle with things like imposter syndrome more than the average person. Because of course, we've for the most part been criticized our entire lives, told that like we're annoying or we talk too much or we're loud or we ask too many questions. Um, and if we struggle in school, we struggle with testing, like we struggle with all these things. And so there's been a lot of criticism. I remember being in school and like knowing I had ADHD. People, the kids who had ADHD in school were definitely like it was like 
pointed at. Like, oh, I I know when I didn't take my medicine, like people would literally say like, did you take your medicine today? Like, I don't think you took it today. Like, do you know how awful that feels? Like, I would try to push it away then, but like, of course I'm going to be hard on myself if when I'm not acting right, someone's going to ask if I took my medicine. So people with ADHD are just prone, prone to that. So if you struggle with ADHD, know that, um, you, you also need to maybe write out and do some journaling, navigating, um, around like, what were some of those things that kids said to you in school? What were some of the things that like, I even had like teachers and like coaches in in sports say things like that. And of course they didn't mean it in a mean way, but it still affected me. So if you get kind of clear on that for anybody, whether you have ADHD or not, um, it'll just help you realize that, oh, these voices are not my own. They are from criticism that I experienced in the past. So a few things with this. There's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. You may have heard of it before. I love it. And it has to do with the imposter syndrome. And it says where it's the, the poorest performers are typically unaware of their incompetence. And it's the best performers that are unaware of how great they are because they can't imagine that people can't easily do things as well as they can. So the way I like to look at it is if you have imposter syndrome, typically you're probably one of the best performers because you can't fathom that people can be as creative as you can, or that can be successful as you can. Um, and it's usually the people who are not doing the best that are kind of completely unaware of, of that they're not doing well. So if you're worried about not doing well, you're probably not a poor performer. Just saying. Um, another thing with, with imposter syndrome is that people who um, dealt with a lot of guilt and shame, a lot of self-esteem issues, self-worth issues, typically are prone to imposter syndrome as well because we feel overvalued. We were told majority of our lives that we were unworthy or that we suck or that people didn't believe us. And so when we start to do well, even if no one's telling us, but we feel like we're making more money and we're seeing success, we can um, feel overvalued. Like we feel like there's no way, can I, can I actually do that? Like, is my, is my life supposed to look like this? Am I supposed to be successful? So you can kind of see there's two dynamics to this. You could be in a place struggling with imposter syndrome where Maybe things aren't going the best for you right now. Maybe you're in a slow season. And so the story of imposter syndrome is creeping up. But if you are somebody who maybe has ADHD, were criticized a lot, weren't believed, you had a lot of um, people in your life telling you weren't worthy, then you might be experiencing a lot of success, but you feel overvalued, which creates the idea of imposter syndrome. Because again, it goes back to the Dunning-Kruger effect. You are... Um, you just can't believe and can't imagine that people can do things as well as you can. Like, or people can't do that. So you're like, oh, well, everybody must be able to do that. So you feel overvalued. So let's talk about how we can fix this. So there's a lot of different ways, like I said, of really, really checking in on like uh, whose voice is that and and working at it from the root. This is why I talk about this work all the time. But, and this is something that I like to go over when I work with clients is finding something that is your own. This is like one of the best business uh, pieces of business advice you can get to really stand out on social media, but you need to find something that is your own way of doing it. I can guarantee that you do something that is unique to you. So if you have a way to help people make more money, if you are a therapist, if you are a coach, whatever you do, especially if you're selling something on social media, or or even if you work a regular job and you're because we're all selling things at some point, like you're selling things to your boss, moms sell kit things to their kids to try to get them to like clean their room, whatever. It's not necessarily selling in terms of money, but selling in terms of persuading. Um, but there's probably something that you're doing that, that you can 
find a way to make your own. So for example, I have something that I do in my work called the ICB roadmap. So it's identify, confront, breakthrough. So when I work with people, I like to first identify one, what their goals are and what they're working towards, but also identify what are the blind spots? What are the roadblocks? What are the reason why they aren't where they want to be? Then confront is where we get um, them outside of their comfort zone. We essentially identify, or sorry, uh, not identify. We, we well, I guess a piece of it is identify like what their comfort zone is, but then we confront that. We get real with it. We do the work on it. And then um, the last piece is breakthrough. This is where we take everything we've identified, everything we've confronted, and then create a game plan that's unique to them and a system that works for them and a plan that puts all the things that we just did like into play on an everyday basis versus just like, I only do this when I work with my coach. And so like, that's like my little ICB roadmap, my little plan. And so that is something that is unique to me, but it's not like the most unique thing in the world, right? Like most coaches help you identify your blind spots. Most coaches help you get outside your comfort zone. And most people give you a little bit of a plan. Obviously everybody's a little bit different, but I have that name on it. I have like essentially a, a process that I use to share with people that this is what I do to get where I want to go. Now, of course, when I work with people, I have my own spin on things. I really have a unique way of coaching just like everybody else does. But so whatever you are offering to someone, even if it's like a mom trying to get their kids to do the chores, instead of just trying to get your kids to do the chores, you can find a way to make it fun. Now, I know that you might be like, what do you mean? Why are you talking about this when it comes to imposter syndrome? But I'm just trying to get you to see like having something that maybe you've learned in school from a book. How can you find your own way to present that to someone on social media or whatever? Um, so think about maybe like, and this is for my business owners, or my coaches or my people that are offering something like this is like, okay, what is a problem that you had? What steps did you take to solve it? And how can you make that digestible? Um, thinking about like, you know, if there, you had a specific problem with self-worth and you did seven different things to help that, because we all know it's not one thing. Can you break that down into three? Can you make, you know, three be the main goals. And then some of the other things that you did are like sub goals in there. Can you put a name on it? Um, can you put it in a certain order? Doing that is going to help you have something that feels very unique to you versus just using like things that you, you know, learn or experience or see on social media. Um, another thing you can do is check in to see if you're really, really worried about like, am I copying people? Am I just regurgitating? Check in to see if you're getting, just getting inspiration or if you notice you're being a little bit lazy, look at your content recently. And I can guarantee 95% of you, maybe even more will look at it and be like, I'm just getting inspiration. Most of you aren't out there just straight up copying people. Um, but you can look at that and see like, you know, where you're at in that aspect. Another thing to make sure that you're avoiding um, regurgitating is flexing like your, your creativity muscle. So a way you can do this again, this is the idea of like how to put your own spin on things is open up a spot in a book and like do this this week. Um, open up a spot in a book pull a tarot card or maybe like an affirmation card, um, go randomly to like an Instagram post. And then once you get an idea for what's being shared, the, the quote in the book, the affirmation card, the post you saw on Instagram, then take a second to go to your notes app and like type out your perspective on that, your spin on what the person just shared, the, the thing you just read in the book, the affirmation card. What is your outlook on that? 
What is your perspective on that? You can even do a video, you can do a voice message, but practicing this, and this, this is not something you have to do all the time, but this is a way to flex your creativity muscle, maybe get you back into a creative cycle is by doing that. I love doing this as a way to like share on my stories. I love like teaching on my stories. If you follow my stories on Instagram a lot. So I will pick an affirmation card and then I'll take a second to be like, okay, how, what does this say to me? Like, how does this speak to me? What's my opinion on this? Do I have a story about this? Do I have an opinion on this? Do whatever it might be. And then I'll go teach that by not only like pulling out your own perspective and opinion on that topic, but also teaching it back to people is a way to flex that creativity muscle. And you're going to feel like, yes, at the end of the day, whatever I end up sharing about that affirmation card, about the book, about whatever, whatever I do to share that doesn't mean that like my idea is like the first time anybody's thought that idea, but it's at that time, my perspective and opinion on that. And that's going to connect with someone in some way. So the more you do this, the more you're flexing that creativity muscle. And you're also going to help you trust in that creativity and ingenuity. It's going to work better because you're practicing it. You're not just like, I got to think of things off the top of my head. Practice like getting inspiration from something and then putting your own spin on it versus like always trying to think of something brand new because that's when you can really fall into like copying things. So um, I'm going to share the TLAT in a second, but I want to share this. If you've been following me on my Instagram, you've seen me share about this a bunch, but I am holding a webinar this Wednesday, January 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, and it is called Business Design for ADHD. It is, it, I'm going to put include the link in the show notes. If you'd like to register, it is literally free. And I have never been more fucking excited about a webinar. I've done webinars a million times in the past 10 years, but I have put so much time and energy into this. I am beyond excited for it. If you are someone who really struggles um, with feeling like, for example, um, you know, forcing creativity or having too much structure stresses you out. If you are trying out these like neurotypical systems that are put out on the into the social media world from people who are have neurotypical brains and they don't understand how you function, um, how you get things done, how you struggle with focus, like trying neurotypical systems for a, neuro a neurodivergent brain will always leave you frustrated. Um, and then you end up feeling like you're the problem and you struggle with things like procrastination and time management and follow through and planners don't work for you, or you're trying to use these things, but they just don't stick. You're going to want to check out this business, this, this webinar, um, whether you think you have ADHD, you have a diagnosis, you're unsure if you have it, or you, you, um, think you may have VAS, which I talked about in a previous podcast, which is variable attention stimulus trait, which essentially means you have a lot of the commonalities of ADHD, but not enough for a diagnosis or you just struggle with like focus in general. Um, and you think your brain works a little bit differently than most people. This is for you. And then also, even though it's called business design, whether you have a full-blown business, you've been doing it for 10 years. Like me, you've been doing it for a few years. You are just starting, or you literally just have ideas, but you haven't even started yet. We are going to be covering, um, aspects that will help you at any level. And so, um, it, it's just going to be amazing. I'm, I'm really excited for it. We're going to be doing some giveaways. Um, so I will include the link to, um, register if you'd like to be a part of it. Like I said, it's free. Um, I'm going to be also sharing 
about uh, this new quiz I just shared in my work less make more group that I had. And it's called um, the how I get shit done archetypes. So I've worked really, really hard on this. And essentially it's the seven different archetypes of how people get things done that I have found after working with thousands of people over the past 10 years. And so I'm going to be sharing this quiz in there. And the beauty of it is, is once you find out there's a few different um ones there's like the chameleon the adhd or the type a the simple and slow there's a few other ones but knowing what is the main way you get things done we're going to be talking about some different strategies that might be helpful for that as well so this webinar is going to be amazing i'd love to have you be a part of it um like i said we're going to be doing some giveaways as well uh and we're also going to or i actually have a facebook um event page in there so when you register for the webinar, make sure you check your email so you can confirm that you want to be a part of it. And the uh, link that will have like the Zoom information will also have a link to the Facebook event. If you go to the Facebook event and you tag people in the Facebook event, I'll also include a link to the Facebook event here too. In order to win, you do still have to register, but I will be doing some giveaways between now and then. Well, I guess today's Monday. So uh, you can win a $25 Amazon gift card. I'm going to be giving away a one-on-one and all you have to do is register for the webinar and tag a friend in the Facebook event in one of the posts. So I'd love for you to be a part of it, but let's get into the TLAT of the week. So I want to keep this simple because we are talking about imposter syndrome and being really hard on ourselves. I want you to just share, I'm going to post on my Instagram as always, what is something that you are proud of yourself for accomplishing recently? Something that you can celebrate, whether it's the most unique thing in the world or it's something everybody else is accomplishing, doesn't matter. Just share what you've accomplished recently. And I really want to read these comments. So, and then we will check in on Friday if you um, celebrated yourself this past week. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your Monday. I hope you're kinder to yourself. I'm sending you mad love. Peace out. XOXO, your tough love coach. Thank you so much for listening to the XOXO, your tough love coach podcast. I appreciate you more than you know. If you loved hanging with me, I'd love for you to share the podcast to your social media or send it to a friend who might need a tough love pep talk. Also, if you need accountability and a community that gets you, I'd love to have you a part of my tough love collective. This is a year open membership to vibe with me, get bi-weekly group calls to get support and ask questions, as well as free access to everything I offer throughout the year, including masterclasses and events. Visit my website at alexisrm.com or DM me on Instagram at the tough love coach to learn more. See you next week.